you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers! Welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I've got Lotus with me as usual, and Hello. it is our patron chat day. Lotus, how's it going, man? I'm good. At this point, I have full use of my lungs again. It's great. Yes. All things are all things are looking up. So. Success. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's been great. You've been getting better over the last few weeks. We just had the big update last week about the new stuff coming for ESO. All of the drama around the new Daedric Prince has been rocking the internet. We've got all sorts yeah. of hot takes out there. Uh, and just in time for all of that, we have our patron chat for the end of January already. And our patrons are joining us to talk about out the new danger prince and what's coming for eso and and all of their thoughts on some of that stuff so we've had a lot of chance to give our thoughts it's time for them to chime in and who are we talking about well i'm going to read out everybody's names and then you're going to unmute yourselves and then you're going to tell me what you you're going to do an impression of of athelia because we haven't heard her voice yet, her his voice yet, Daedric Prince's gender weird stuff. Uh, you're going to do an impression of what their voice sounds like when they say, hi, God to be here. <laughs> here we go. We've got Rob the Princess, Brooke, AK Spartan, Falcon with the box on, and MK44 Houdini joining us. Welcome to the show, everybody. Are on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh. Hi, happy oh to be here. <laughs> okay, something Rob's mic got weird, weird and like cut in and out. It was like it sounded like I was trying to do a guttural voice. It probably didn't pick up very well. Yeah, it just it didn't. Uh, that's weird. Also, that, that was a pretty big misdirection when I realized everybody was doing it at the same time. I yeah. hope she sounds like that. Yeah, like, multiple all of the voices. voices. Multiple, Honestly, multiple. That's a vibe. Just yeah, like an angelic right? chorus of Just, many different yep, voices. Twenty-two voices all going at different speeds and stuff like that. That'd Boom. be cool. That's Athelia. That would be amazing. And I'm sure somebody's going to write me and be like, "What's with you ragging on gender stuff, Tom?" And I'm gonna be like, "It's a Daedric Prince." We, like, Look up Daedric Princes. No more discussion of Daedric Princes. They're they're both and neither at the same time. It's not anything any human has ever had to deal with. So it's yeah, weird, you just right? say they. Yeah, I should probably just say they. That works better. Uh, anyway, welcome back, everybody. So, uh, I'm sure we have some different thoughts to talk about here with the Daedric Prince and what we've seen in the trailer. I would love to hear some of your speculation about what's actually going on, but let's start with just your feelings in general about introducing a new Daedric Prince into a series that's two and a half decades old. Anybody want to start us off? How do you feel about that? I see Rob. Rob looks like he's ready to talk. I see. I, I see. Yeah, I just don't like being the first person. Oh, All right. Yeah. I, all right. 
yeah. So, I mean, people like to whine a lot. It just bothers me. It's fine. It's fine. There's a new prince. This is like the third time this has happened. I was going to say, this isn't new. Like, <laughs> we've got Daedric Prince expansions several times at this point. Yeah. Jigalag wasn't a thing. Hearsene wasn't a thing. Yeah, I would say Hearsene was like the first new one because like it was a yeah. prince that wasn't really much of a prince. And then... Yeah, it was like a weird offshoot of some things that Dagon had. And they're like, actually, this would be way better as its own thing. This is not that mm. new. And then I, I do love... Uh, I shared the meme in the Discord earlier about like the comparison with uh, Athelia and Jigalag, which yep. is just like... Oh, I love how much like overlap there really is. Right. Is right. The same part of the community who's like, oh, Jigalag's cool. That expansion was great are now going to be like, oh, this sucks. ESO isn't a real Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a previously unnamed Daedric Prince with crystal motifs who retcons like uh, already well-loved and uh, well-known uh, princes and all this. It's like, well, that's how you would describe Jigalag, and that's also how you would describe Athelia now. It's the same thing. Yeah. And no one's really... I mean, we still have some people today who are upset about Jigalag's existence, and those people really need to get over it, and everyone else need to get over Athelia, because this is the same thing, and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, you know what? I recently... Actually, the episode of the Fallout Lorecast that goes out probably before you're listening to this, that I just recorded this last week, we were talking about the Fallout TV series, and one of the things that came up between my guest and I, who runs the Modus Files, he does the Modus Files podcast, he's been writing Fallout content for years now, uh, one of the things we were discussing is how these work Worlds, whether it's Fallout or Elder Scrolls, are living, growing worlds. They're worlds with constantly changing writers and uh, new games coming out all the time. And to say that all the lore has already been written and you got to stick by these things only and you can't ever introduce something new to the series is kind of silly on some level because it really sticks you in it, it confines the lore it doesn't allow it to grow and expand and give you new insights to things that you previously considered uh and and ultimately would eventually kill a series because you're so firmly grasping something at least that was our perspective perspective on, on that episode do you do you guys agree with that what do you think I'm oh, yeah. Seeing some Absolutely. head nodding. Rob, Rob agrees. Brooke, welcome to the show. I see you nodding along. Do you have you have thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I definitely agree. And plus, like, they would fit into the lore with them being like forgotten and everything. Like, that's literally the lore. <laughs> right. Right. Like if you if you can work it into, OK, well, why didn't we know about it in the other games? And there's an explanation that makes sense. And it's approved by todd howard and anybody else on the bgs team who needs to approve that stuff then that's new lore we should be excited about yeah. that there's new stuff to talk about right and also it's not like they've been there the whole time no they're gone they haven't been here the whole time they're only here in this one moment in time because we're just now discovering them here and then something happens where we never hear from them again right that was in one of the other bad takes i read online was like well if they're revealing here here now then how come in the games later on we don't hear about them it's like well clearly because we haven't actually <laughs> seen the entire story and how they get disappeared from reality again at some point right like and a lot what? of these bad takes come from people who just don't have any like interest in playing or learning about ESO, which is fine if you don't 
player care to play ESO, but then don't try to form all of these like really strong opinions about the game that you have no plans on like getting involved in because like that's just you're, you're jumping in at halftime without playing the game. That's just not the thing you want to be doing. Right. right. A post I saw really putting their mo- uh, foot in their mouth. They were complaining that this prince came out of nowhere and that. Uh, the writers would be better served to um, focus on other princes that don't get enough attention, like Periite and Vermina was the specific examples that they used. And I was like, bro, one, they had a whole year-long game like chapter building up to this prince, so it didn't come out of nowhere. They were working up for this for a full year. And two, the two princes you named are involved in that story. Yeah, it's involved in the right. discovery of Atelia. One thing that I did think was um, an interesting take, and it was, because again, I, I get it. People are very defensive of their series as much as people are very weird about the series. Um, <laughs> about everything. Suggest, about every every yeah, fandom is this way. But but from, <laughs> from the people like we're kind of like defending is like, yeah, no, I think it's pretty cool. Um, it is probably best to not really like I know I tend to be like a little really like spacey at times, but like probably best to engage less with these people. Just throwing it out there. It'll make you happier because you're mm-hmm. not going to get anywhere with any of this. Um, the only times I do like stuff like this is when there's like a creative take on what it's like, well, this will be interesting. Do you think they'll explain this? And it's like, OK, sure. One of them that I did just kind of like the idea of just as like a criticism that I think isn't gonna like be a problem but it was something at face value i could see was well eso tends to tread similar ground to something that's happened in the series for example we had the oblivion gate thing happen again but it was like his test bed for it and then we just have okay well we've got jiggleg and we have a prince that's got a lot of similar it's not the same thing by any means but aesthetically it's like okay so it's a more humanoid feminine version in, in this iteration of Jigalag type of thing. And the same pattern of, well, Hermaeus Mora kind of egged on the Daedric Princes to eliminate competition. They're kind of just retreading ground again. And instead of it being retreading ground to me, I was like, this to me is showing a pattern of how Hermaeus Mora works. Right. That's right. not like we're yeah. treading the same ground. It's like, no, you're learning that this is like, what Hermaeus Mora seems to do. Right. It's a personality <laughs> thing. People, and right. I guess Daedric Princes in this case, do certain things in certain ways. They think along certain lines. They act in certain ways. If you pay attention to somebody long enough, you'll notice patterns. That's right. natural. That's a normal and thing. Coming from Hermaeus Mora's biggest fanboy here, uh, people got to stop thinking he's the good guy in all of this. Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he only cares about what he he's cares not about. the good guy in this right. story. <laughs> right. Well, here, I, I want to hear more from some of our uh, patrons who haven't chimed in yet. Falcon, I see that you're unmuted. Do you have thoughts on this? Yeah, I think, I think her, uh, what's her name again? Athelia. Athelia. I think your introduction is, is cool. I think, you know, forgot, forgotten Lord Hermes Mora being a, Feeling in the games neutral, but in the lore, one of the more bad nature gods doing all this meddling with the rest. Um, shadow, shadow leader, somewhat. Shadow I think leader. It's cool 
expansion of the lore. Mm-hmm. The way I'd be upset with her is I, if she just gets more lore than Jake Lag. I, I want more from Jake Lag. I like him. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, that might very well be the case. I mean, who knows? This might be. Yeah, this might be a multi-season story that plays out in more than just one year. Jake won't come up in. I guess I, I've not played yet, so I don't know if he comes up. I assume he hasn't. Well, the Jigalag only shows up at the end of every era, uh, w- yeah, when yeah. everything cycles through, okay, and March. the end. Yeah, 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 the Gray March yeah, happens. Yeah, all I of know, that. I know that, right? So, um, so because ESO, right? Because no, ESO know. is in the middle yeah. of an era, he's not going to oh. show. Up. Like, it would be super weird if he shows up during ESO. Uh, so, chances are of us getting more Jigalag lore in ESO it is very small. Oh, it would, would have to be in six. Yeah. Yeah. right and that might happen that might happen which yeah yeah okay lotus brought up kind of an interesting point with like how people were bringing up like interesting questions around it on like do we think this whole athelia plot is just because gray march doesn't work in eso this is their attempt at doing gray march without doing gray march or is this nothing like that that's a good question um I, I I don't really know. Um, I'd like to hear from Spartan and Houdini. Mm-hmm. You guys, why, why don't you chime in on your thoughts on just the Daedric Prince in general? Like, who would like to go, Spartan? Yeah, no, I um, I, I'm glad somebody brought up the Hermaeus Morris stuff because that was what I was thinking was the most interesting. Was like how Hermaeus Morris, Her, Hermaeus Mora felt that athelia needed like from like removed from the situation or saw as competition or saw as a threat or something like that but also i i'm excited um because i feel like there's not uh, a lot about like periate in a lot of the games and so like anytime like a stage prince like periate gets involved i think that's kind of cool because i feel like there's not like a lot there in general um that, it's de- Peri is definitely not like one of the more popular ones um and i i think like uh periate's quest in skyrim's really fun but that's pretty much like the only like notable thing with Perry, other than the um, the dungeon and ESO. Um, but other than those two things, I don't really think of much. I can't really think of much else. Um, so I think the uh, the idea of more Perryite stuff connected to the new Daedric Prince on top of that is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Houdini, what are your thoughts? I I think it's fantastic. Um, I I really like the way they tied it in so that it wasn't just it didn't feel crammed in there. It was forgotten history, which definitely lines up with Hermaeus. You mean, I'm sure somebody who knows all of the different, I guess, maybe timelines or variants or stuff kind of knows and kind of picks and chooses what wants to happen. And with, with the uh, the cinematic trailer, I kind of got like uh, Tiber Septum Talos vibes off of it, like a mortal-ish now ascending to a Daedric rather than a Divine. Hmm. or regaining power at least uh, so do no, you, i'm i'm super excited do you, do you mean because of the like the animation where you see uh, you see them yeah. we'll, we'll say them you see them standing yeah. there and then you see the magic kind of come out of the ground and then the the forming of the wings and all of that like almost like they were already a person are you so uh, this is a cool idea i hadn't considered this are you saying that this person was a regular person who has been imbued or somehow mantled that position through 
the focusing of this magic and that that temple and all of that and so now they are a daedric prince or they are the resurrection of a of a lost daedric prince but they previously were immortal that was walking around i i didn't necessarily think about that i like the representation but that makes a good point because if she left her follower as a backup plan maybe the backup plan wasn't necessarily to bring her back but to have somebody else mantle her or them yeah, but yeah, Ooh. I think that would be fantastic. Or, or the the Daedric Prince's spirit is now in a body, and so therefore can be back yeah. in the world or something. There's a new vessel, or yeah, yeah, I think that would be fantastic. A new vessel has touched just the beacon. <laughs> oh God, I didn't play the Necrom story, so I don't know. Do we even know how how Athelia comes back exactly? I know that like we no. have the gist of it, but like, have we encountered that yet? No, we know basically how she was removed. <laughs> To a degree, but not so much why they were like, like what they were doing that was so concerning other than a lot of overlap in powers that seem to be very concerning to Mora. The, the parallels with like the Talos rising to deityhood and yeah. the coming back to hmm. deityhood is an interesting idea. And it would be cool if they did that via like a mantle, like maybe old Torvi is going to mantle Athelia. Well, it seems like we have at least uh, a body. I mean, they have a body, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, they're, they are, they look like they are a complete being who has now risen back and, and come back to power. They're glowing with light and all sorts of fun things, right? So, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe old Torvi is, wants to be old number one and helped lead this person to this place or just helped bring back the Daedric Prince. And it's really no, not more complicated than that. Right. That could be part of it as well. Um, but it's an interesting thought. I hadn't considered that idea when you kind of said it that way. It kind of popped in my head. I was like, oh, that's an interesting way to consider that. So, I mean, we've seen different people rise to power and godhood in different ways, whether it's the tribunal or Tiber Septum or um, heck, your character from Oblivion becoming, uh, you know, dealing with Jigalag and then becoming Shagorath and all of that. Um, so th- they've done it a few different ways. So I don't know. It could be a thing. Um, all right. Well, it seems like we're mostly on board with this whole like, yeah, it's cool. We're getting some new lore. We're getting new Daedric Prince. We want to see what happens next. So what do you think happens next? Where do you think this story is going? Anybody have thoughts on that? Who wants to chime in? Rob? I mean, now I'm just kind of thinking maybe this is going to be like a very similar par- a parallel to what Grey March is. I, I, I haven't... I didn't get any kind of inkling that it was before having this conversation, but now like that's just been planted in my brain. I'm like, this could just be like a Grey March parallel plot because they don't have a way to do Grey March in ESU. So this could be like their way of doing that. Or, and hopefully it's not because hopefully it's just completely original and unique plotline altogether. But if they were to do that, this would be kind of the way to do that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Do you agree? Falcon, I see I see you unmuted. Are you ready? Is there any like from from the previous chapter and what we know so far, is there any indication to their nature, like good, bad, or do we not have anything? Well, yeah. we do we know they're a Daedric prince, so Yeah, we know we know, we know Daedric, but you know, across the board. Like, well, it's like bad and yeah, some are a little more overtly evil. 
if they're all self-interested like that's yeah really the I, thing i'm that's sure happening. athelia is you know doing their own thing and such but there wasn't any like specific thing of her more was doing this for the greater good other than yeah athelia is way too strong <laughs> that seemed to be the overarching concern because i wonder so- like, what the story will be because if they're gonna be like a somewhat good nature is it at least going to start with us trying to free them completely or is the story going to be getting them back into well everything i know about it so far seems to point in the direction of this is dangerous <laughs> right like that like that i don't know the 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 underlying tone of it feels like this is a dangerous thing we need to be careful um okay. it's yeah i i haven't gotten the, and correct me if i'm wrong Lewis, i haven't gotten the sense that like oh her coming back is a good thing for people yeah no no it's actually as her scene put in chat threatening was i think one of the things from as more kept like referring to yeah and it's like it's one of those situations of always dealing with this like bizarre gray morality thing that this series has it's like yeah this creature that can basically see all forms of the future and the past and hoards knowledge and totally will kill whatever mortal gets in its way to prevent him from learning more stuff says this other thing is threatening because it has a power that they don't have it's like now oh, you could look at that yeah, two different ways to what right like is it <laughs> like, threatening just to mora or is it threatening to everybody right? yeah is it is, is like because there's a lot of references to um, the fabric of reality unraveling. Okay, is that real? It's it's very hard to tell because Hermes Moore is also incredibly flat in the series. And it's funny because that actually makes it really hard while you're going through Necrom to kind of decide, is this actually a big deal or not? Because you're really maintaining a pretty even keel when things don't go your way still, which is making me think you're doing this till we follow what you want more than this is as big of a threat as you're implying. Have we ever seen Hermes Mora lie or just omit information? That's a good question. I don't know that... He's, I would have to assume yes, at least with the omitting information. I mean, right. not lie. omitting information, right? But that makes me curious. But has I, he ever outright I, just straight up lied to I us? I don't the think Nords so. My, see him as an God. adversary and like a tricksy woodman. Yeah, that's so true. That's I would true. think that he does trick people quite a lot, which goes hand in hand with at, at the very least omitting truth and probably lying. Yeah, I'm just curious if that. That's actually kind of a good question. Is it like a? Like thinking in a way of like, yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I just omitted what you didn't need to hear in this scenario. Right. Like you do what I want. It's like, Ugh. like, th- think about the Dragonborn DLC for Skyrim. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't remember. And I could be totally wrong because it's been a while, but I can't remember feeling like Hermes Moore was lying to me. If anything, I felt oh. like I just didn't have all the information and then yeah. discovered what more about it. And actually, as Hirsum brings up in chat from from Dragonborn, it's like, oh, the skull. Yeah, don't worry about him. That wasn't important. Like, it's <laughs> kind of funny because it's like very dismissive of things. Like, no, 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 yeah. don't worry about that. He's Not still he's very deceitful, a hundred percent. But I don't think he's ever like spoken a lie in game. It doesn't yeah, seem like the information he gives you is that. false. It may yeah. be crafted and revealed in a way to influence now, your actions. I'm, I'm thinking that maybe. Maybe letting Athelia back out was part of his plan. 
You think so? Because the best way to get rid of a prince for good is to get some help. And so you make it a bigger deal than it actually was and then reveal it and then have the rest of the world side with you because now everyone's like, yeah, we probably should help Hermes more if stop uh, Athelia if if she's as da- as dangerous as uh, as he says. And so now all of these heroes on Tamriel are going to work to put an end to it and Hermes more gets all the help that he wants. And maybe we see the first real true death of a Daedric prince because we don't see Athelia after this. Yeah, so yes. maybe maybe she doesn't get they they don't get disappeared yeah. or removed. They actually get destroyed, which yeah. would be huge. Like we're talking some of the most powerful beings in existence and one of them destroyed. And as from what we understand in the series, that leaves a hole, right? That energy right. goes somewhere that leaves a hole. Somebody else can mantle that position. Like it feels like that is a big, big, big deal. And that sounds super cool. <laughs> what, do you, I what do you all think? Yeah. Without going too much into it, one just quick thing on Rob's point is when you get these. So the knowledge is like this memory that was literally taken from all creatures in Tamriel and outside of it, actually, because it pulled the memory from the other Daedric princes and Torvasad and everything like that. Um, they were put in these like glyphics, which are these like holding chamber things that Hermaeus Mora has. And it's such a big deal that Torvasad does not crack these open and get this information out. And then when he gets the first one, Hermaeus Mora is kind of like, oh, no, well, what are you going to do? And then the second one happens and he's a little like, oh, my God, this is just awful. Well, we'll just make do with it. And I'm like, man, you're kind of all over the place here. Is this really that big of a deal or is this like got something more to it? Because You seem like it's the end of the world. And then you're like, actually, you know, we'll just work with it. And I'm like, wow, that went from really intense to really apathetic very quickly. Well, it's it's just like, no, please stop. I'm begging you. (laughs) Well, it it actually seems like somebody who's prepared with alternate ways of handling things and and adjusts to the like doesn't wallow in the emotions of it. It just goes, well, that sucks. But okay, I know what I need to do next. Right. Right. That's how that feels. Very much gives that vibe the whole time where he's like trying to get you to do what you need. And then when you inevitably screw it up, it's like, well, all right, fine. Reality isn't ruined, I guess. But (laughs) right. 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 All right. All right, man. Uh, There's so much that we can do here. But tell you what, we need to take a quick break and thank our patrons, you all and the rest of the group that helps support the show and keep it going. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more talking about this new Daedric Prince and what else is going on with ESO. So don't go anywhere. This is Hamish Morak, Dragon Boy, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Thank you, Hermie. See, Hermie's our friend. He shows up in the show all the time. All right. He did a soundbite for us. <laughs> he did a soundbite for us. What a nice, what a nice, what a nice Daedric Prince. Daedric Blob of tentacles and eyes yeah um don't forget the smoke and eyes don't forget the smoke and eyes uh so we're here in the middle of the show we have to thank our newest patrons welcome aboard to dan baca solo love it uh, matt s theory you 
Timmy B and Nick B. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for signing up. And I hope you are enjoying your ad-free episodes or all the other stuff that you're getting. The extra episodes from early on that are only on the Patreon. Uh, you can sign up and get t-shirts and stickers. There's all sorts of fun things. Or join us on future patron chats like this one. Uh, if you're interested in any of that, head over to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Go take a look at everything. And... We have to shout out our Daedric Princes, uh, Belli Peritus, Kira C, and Sheogorth Sweetroll. Thank you again for your support as well. And we got a new review, Lotus. We got a uh, share with everybody while we're here on the Patreon uh, episode. Uh, this one comes from France, from Mickey Garish, who writes, Best Elder Scrolls Lore Podcast. And real quick, this is on Apple Podcasts, five-star review. I'll read those out in the future of the show, episodes of the show, if you leave them. Uh, and here's what they said. I listened to Robots Radio Lorecast for Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Starfield, and D&D between the actual lore funny banter and deep dives it gives me the context i need with the little time i have to be able to enjoy my gameplay way more merci les amis love from france awesome that's great i also now feel really bad for my pepe le pew uh version of french that i sometimes do i forgot about that tragedy yeah, every time I do a funny French accent it's just it's basically Pepe Le Pew. But the Swedish chef one we're still good with that. Uh that's because Swedish mm, chef is a national treasure. Yeah, everybody loves a Swedish chef. I mean the Muppets are great, right? I mean, I guess Looney Tunes are great, too. So anyway, thank you for taking the time to leave that review. Also, thank you for everyone who rates the show on Spotify, shares it with your friends, all of that kind of stuff. Thanks for being here. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, we're back. And it seems like we're all pretty much on the same page. We've got some speculation about what's going to happen with this year of content, with this Daedric Prince, how all of that is going to unfold. What do you all think about some of the other things that are going on? What do you think about this forest that's showing up and the fact that we're going back to an area that we haven't really explored since the Elder Scrolls Oblivion uh, with the you know city of um, Skingrad and that section of the map? Are you interested in getting back into that stuff? Who would like to chime in? Don't all don't all jump up at the same time. Everybody chill out. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Houdini. What do you think? I think it's fantastic. I personally, Oblivion was my first and my favorite. And is I my favorite game, hands down. So I am thrilled to be going back. Yeah, it was mine too. It was my first Elder Scrolls experience, absolutely, and made me fall in love with the series. Um, what are you What are you expecting to see? I mean, we're we're going back to a city we haven't been to. That's years ahead of the events of Oblivion. Um, the countryside is going to be somewhat different in different parts. What do you think? I'm not too sure. I mean, I would be interested to see uh, kind of a bit more of the map than what we saw in Oblivion. So maybe some new Aelid ruins or even some of them in there. Uh, well, I guess the one in the trailer was pretty destroyed, but I'd be interested to see going back to a few Aelid ruins and maybe a little bit more history on them. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, this area is was heavily settled by the aliens and they're no longer there. And these ruins, uh, because we're in the middle of the Second Age, we're not later on during the events of Oblivion. It, this is several hundred years before those events. So some of these ruins may not be as old or as uh, picked over, I guess you could say. 
Do you think we're going to find yeah. some really cool places in the environments, like maybe the public dungeon, like that as long kind as of we stuff? we don't run into any gardens, I think we should be fine. Any gut gardens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also have to wonder we if... Better. Uh, we better. We better? You want some gut gardens? They're still they there. They have somewhere. Yeah. I guess it would just be bones at this point. Bones and like poles that were holding up bodies and that kind of stuff. Um but it seemed they seem to be heavily alluding to the fact that the aliens were somehow involved with what was going on centuries ago or whenever this Daedric Prince was disappeared from the world, that sort of thing. Do you think we're going to get I mean, sometimes uh, they do these flashbacks in ESO. You go back to a time period through some sort of like portal or magic or you go ahead forward in the world. Do you think we're going to see some timey wimey stuff like we go to an old ancient ruin and we get to see it in its heyday with some aliens walking around talking about hanging guts on poles or something i think that could be possible i mean especially with the their ability of like timeline slash reality warping i think that'd be interesting if that was maybe a lure to get us to help free the rest of the glyphs mm-hmm and then maybe you would have other princes step in and be like, no, we need to destroy this prince once and for all. And if that's kind of the main, a little 50-50 of maybe working for and then backtracking to stop them, I think that'd be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. The other Daedric princes being interested in this, I would imagine all of them are. This isn't like we've been through expansions in ESO before. We're like, oh, these three Daedric princes are all getting together and now they're fighting each other. And we've got these little groups of them at a time or one individually who's the focus of a specific thing. Do you think we're going to get all of them showing up? Because this is a freaking big deal. Well, I mean, Vermina and Perrier kind of got dragged into the place where it looked like they were kind of the antagonist during Necrom. And it turns out it was Torvasad who had kind of like done a double cross on them. And then they double crossed each other because it wasn't working how they were. So it's like, to your point, Daedric Princes never get along for very long. No, but do you think that they all, I mean, we've seen them band together to take out Jigalag. And yeah, there's been and like. They know about this one now so yeah. they the know avengers about Ophelia. yeah i so would imagine like, this is an avengers level this is their thanos maybe hey <laughs> we're gonna get the end game portals yeah. coming through all the princes teaming just, up yeah a little daedra just scamps on the ship captain marvel's there for some yeah. reason all right all right which daedra prince is captain america here soon okay which daedra prince is iron man <laughs> Clavicus vile. I don't know where any of these are coming from. I'm just <laughs> saying what comes super to top weird. of my head. Oh man, that's super weird. Okay, well I've thrown out some weird stuff. I want to hear. I want to hear from the rest of you guys. Who else has thoughts on this? Anybody else? Yeah, I've has said this? enough. <laughs> Rob, no, you're good, man. You're, it's fun uh, having you chime in. Um, Spartan, Brooke, Falcon. You guys have any thoughts on this? Any other places you're looking forward to going to, Brooke? Hey. Yeah. I don't know what she has to do with it, but like she definitely has something to do with the forest growing again. Like Yeah. Then whatever. Yeah, no, definitely. Especially because all the creatures there are supposedly super weird Daedra. Like they're not even like normal Daedra that people recognize because supernatural crap is just normal in this world. And even people are like, What the hell are these things? It's like that's Daedra that's... have like weird allegiances, so like are they are those hers like are they coming back or something i don't know 
yeah, is part of her realm of oblivion infringing on Tamriel and bringing back things with it? Or was this part of her domain in Tamriel and it disappeared along with the knowledge of her and is now taking over that area again? What, what do you think, Brooke? What do you think is most likely? I have no idea. <laughs> You're like, I'm just on board for the ride. <laughs> Wherever this goes, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I kind of am in that boat, too. <laughs> I guess we don't know what Miramore looks like, which is Thilia's realm. I mean, you assume something called Miramore is probably kind of glassy, but like, how ironic would it be if it's just like weird, creepy forest instead? That seems likely. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, both Jigalag's realm is like all crystals and stuff, and... I, mirrors is all about reflecting light so right. maybe it's a bit of like meridia slash jigalag like themes overlapping yeah mm -hmm. i heard one of the other speculation i read actually somebody who commented on our previous video was that this is actually meridia that athelia is not a different prince this actually is meridia and it's a different form that Meridia has taken, and it may even be some power that she lost in the past she just, or like, whatever. Ashton Kutcher on punked. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they all—they also were one of those people who commented on the episode and said they weren't going to listen to it because they don't like ESO because it's fake lore and all that. So well, it's, it's I don't know helpful. how much actual information is in there that's actually beneficial, but it made me wonder. Just because they don't like ESO doesn't mean they're wrong, right? Maybe sure. maybe this is. Meridia. I mean, we've been speculating for a long time that Meridia is up to yeah, something. We're in year 10 of me saying it's Meridia and it hasn't been Meridia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spartan, what do you think? I, I, well, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm interested in the, the new digic realm for sure. Cause like, well, I guess not because we haven't like, like Lotus said, we haven't seen it or we don't really know what it looks like. So I think that's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of was thinking like, I wasn't necessarily, I wasn't, I don't know if I was thinking that it was definitely like, like, oh, it's, it might be like it's Meridia, but I, now that that's brought up, like, I kind of do like that because like, I've also been wondering like what, what's going on with, with Meridia for like a very long time. And I mean, if we know that Hermaeus Mora is, or like has a tendency to like kind of change people's memories of things or like, like what is remembered about a, a deity or something or a, an entity to, to fit his needs. Um, you know, I think it could be entirely possible. Like, well, I mean, what if Hermaeus Mora helped Meridia get all of the others to forget that this is her? Like, so like everybody else thinks that this is a separate, like new, like Athelia is a new Dajic Prince, but like Hermaeus Mora knows that this is just some component of Meridia or that this is Meridia, but like nobody else knows that because he, he got rid of that record from the history. Right, right. It may not be a complete other Daedric Prince. It may just be an aspect of one of them that was somehow removed or something, you know, uh, light, the reflection of light. Seems like there might be a connection there. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, Question for everybody. Um, what do you think of the design of Athelia? Because that's actually been sort of a hot topic as well. Like, we had mentioned some of the similarities to Jigalag, but like, you all have any opinions on the design of Athelia seems rather divisive, which I thought was kind so of interesting. What's what's actually what are people saying? What's what's divisive? People about either. Well, there's the Jigalag comparison where it's just like, OK, they just mimicked the uh, like aesthetic of another Daedric Prince already. 
she's too human like way too human looking um, all of them that, wait, all of them have I, their I was, humanoid I, no, form I know. And, right? not all of them but most. well most of them they all take weird forms but i'm like well i mean you 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 do have azura and nocturnal and Meridia. i did hear a pretty <laughs> funny like, joke about it Someone uh, said, uh, I haven't seen this many people hyped up over a white woman since Hillary Clinton. Oh I, <laughs> it did make me laugh very much. Uh, I don't necessarily agree, but like that's just a very funny, funny joke. So next episode, we're going to dive into Athelia's emails. <laughs> um, but like, so that, that's been another one. Um, the one thing that I will say, which I did find really funny was, um, like the, the, some of the specifically related to the statue is people like, why does she have the Valley girl look? Uh, cause she's sort of doing like the, the duck face thing and stuff. So people like <laughs> seem to think she's very, very humanized when these things are tend to have a tendency to be like super weird. Um, I mean, if you're going to make they, that claim, then you got to have a problem with nocturnal. And well, that's kind of my my thing is I actually am fine with this form. But one of the things that I will say I would like is for anybody who's played the archive um, in ESO at this point, we have Thoat and she's literally like this thing made of windows <laughs> i not not like the crappy program that crashes everybody's computer a lot but like actually something you would look through um but like i kind of hope we see a weird like full like daedric form of athelia mm -hmm. as well because mm -hmm. she's got those weird glowy tattoos mm -hmm. they've got like the sort of crystalline wings like there's some weird stuff, but also human stuff, and they all sort of have that. I want to know what Athelia's like real weird thing is because she's not going to turn into crows. She's like, yeah, they all kind of have yeah. their thing. I want, like, I'm curious. Mirrors, I think, is the thing now yeah. how right. they do it, but yeah, also, so you've I, ruined this whole like, I now that I look at the statue, it's totally a duck face. Okay, so that's so <laughs> shout out to I didn't uh, see from, that before. Yeah, okay, so. So that one specifically was not from a troll. Um, that's actually like, we had an almost four hour episode of Tales of Tamriel and Promethean was just like, I bought the statue because she's got a duck face and it's hilarious <laughs> to me. He was all oh, for it. So. Uh, that's just, that was probably just one person's decision on how to make the statue, you know? And it's yep. just like now and the internet's now just melting because ingrained. of it. But yeah, I was just curious what everybody thought of the like, I like the style behind Athelia, but I hope that we see a weirder version of it as well, since they can take on multiple forms. Yeah, I agree. What do you think? I see some head nodding. I have to say the head nodding, otherwise people won't hear it on the audio version of the show. Um, I'll, I'll talk if no one else is going to. I just don't like being the only patron who's taking up all the time. <laughs> I almost got like with the wings, like um, it kind of gave me like Diablo vibes almost. With like okay, the, well, like the, the like the angels. Well, just like just like the aesthetic in general, like like not in anything specific. Just like I like I could see like with the kind of like the mirror wing, like it just reminded me of something you might see in Diablo. Like I didn't have something like exact like f specific from Diablo. I was like, oh, that looks like the, that exact thing. It just like kind of like just like in terms of like vibe. I was like, oh, that kind of like looks like something you might see in Diablo. It's it's very angelic. 
Yeah, that's that's probably why I feel that way. Yeah, but that's I, but, a good way but, of putting yeah. it. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of angelic symbolism in the wings and the uh, like. The golden hue of the the tattoos are almost halo like in their their like even the bands that were around like oh, arms and legs. Yeah, I know what you mean. Right. Like they, they do that in, in Diablo. The angels have these like wings that are like these drooping tendrils of like light. Right. So they're kind of they're similar. not wings. They just look like, wings. they just look like wings. Right. But they, they have that same kind of aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. where like the they're drooping tentacles. light tentacles or whatever they're. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I hadn't, hadn't considered that either. All right. Well, we're getting close to the end of the show. Any, any last thoughts before we wrap this up? I, I like the vibe. It's like a, a prince of like these like shards of glass and rock uh, is like it's I don't know if they're going more like the stone crystal look or just like the uh, reflecting crystal look. But they were clearly with a lot of crystal themes and it's just a really cool aesthetic around it. And I'm excited to learn more and hope that this is not just a waste of a plot line, which I don't think it will be. ESO has been pretty good about, you know, making their, their stories compelling and worthwhile. So uh, a lot of people are like worried that this is just going to be like the worst direction you can take it. And I, I've got more faith in the the writers at this point. They've, they've held a, a good reputation for it. Yeah. Yeah. I often uh, chalk up a lot of angry Internet stuff to people just being grumpy in their own lives and it being more about them than it is about the actual content they're complaining about, because usually that seems to be the case. Any other last thoughts? Falcon? You have any her, last thoughts? her designs, design vibe, all that seems to be not not an exact opposite, but in like pretty uh competition to what Hermaeus Mora is. It's like really pretty angelic female presenting creature. Um, As opposed to like an ancient god this kind of thing. Octopus eye potato monster. <laughs> right. Don't forget the crab pinchers. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah, is clearly the polar opposite of female presenting. We know that's how the spectrum yeah. goes. Well, I, I think what Falcon yeah. is saying is we have a, a very, a very humanoid friendly <laughs> yeah. thing. And yeah. I, I know you're joking, but just to be clear to everyone who's listening, we have, we have yeah. Hermes Mora, who a, is like, I was talking on the, like, I guess, voice of Hermes Mora that he does take a male voice. Right. That is That's really true. fascinating, That's though. True. Like that—that that I think is actually a better point than I had even considered. Hermes Moore is this amorphous mass, and people are complaining. Well, <laughs> the one that basically has similar but like problematic powers. So, like the dichotomy of that is super like human form. It's like, oh, that's actually kind of an interesting like twist to that that I hadn't considered. I think it betrays a certain, well, betray might be wrong. It implies a certain caring about what humans think or humans and elves and, uh, you know, uh, mortals will say, think about you. Like Hermes Moore doesn't care that everyone looks at him. He's a yeah. freaking potato with eyes, right? Like he doesn't care. But the Daedric princes who do care more about what mortals think will are, are seem to be more likely to take on mortal forms in order to engage with them yeah so i think that may imply that this is somebody who's more along that idea than the opposite so i don't know that's an interesting point falcon thanks for bringing that up brooke do you any you have any last thoughts i don't know how this would work like daedric princess or whatever but i think it'd be cool if they had like lucifer vibes 
Oh, yeah. So like uh, like the, the greatest of the angels, the angelic thing, but yet they're so but they're deep, dark and terrible underneath that sort of yep. kind of thing. Yeah. OK, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, Spartan, any other last thoughts? I'm not. I'm. I'm just. I'm just intrigued by a lot of it because I. I, I feel like with the a lot like the with the premise of a lot of the new stuff, it's just interesting because I feel like there's a lot of ways it could go. Which I. I. I I've. I've. I've enjoyed most, if not all, of like the ESO expansions. But I feel like sometimes they're a little pre- like they've they at least in the past they got like a little predictable and so oh, like 100%. Having, yeah okay cool so, <laughs> no that's not <laughs> some people feel bad saying that. I love ESO. They are 100% like High Isle. I thought it was so obvious that I had to be wrong. And then it ended up being exactly who I said. And I was like, yeah. All right. Well, that was like, I liked High Isle, but still, like, yeah. But like, so like, but like having something like this, I just think is interesting. So I'm excited because I I, I hadn't played, I hadn't played ESO probably since I didn't really play. I'm playing Necrom right now because like I didn't play Necrom. I stopped playing probably like a month before Necrom came out because I was playing a lot of other stuff last summer. And then right when I was going to get back in Baldur's Gate three came out and that just never happened. <laughs> and now with this, like, uh, like I had gotten back in a little bit before the announcement about, um, like Athelia and gold road and all that. But like, I've been playing a lot more since that happened just because I find this so interesting. Yeah. I think a lot of people have, I think a lot of people have returned to ESO because of this announcement I, it's pretty common, but in this one in general has people kind of interested and you know the small percentage of people on the internet who are like yelling about it are just a small percent compared to the number of people who probably log back in and are excited for it so i think we're we're among that group all right well let's let's wrap this up i love all the different takes all the different perspectives that's why it's so much fun to get together once a month with all of you thank you for supporting the show and being here let's go back through the list feel free to shout out anything you've got going on that you want to shout out or just say hey thanks for being here see you later whatever you want to do i'm going to go through in order starting with rob rob you got anything you want to share hello um not really usual rob the princess uh pcna uh guild officer i just barely logged back into eso for the first time and invited like the quite a few applications i built up without me noticing sorry guys uh, <laughs> so i'm uh i i'm there uh so shoot us a message if you want to join or if you want to play with us and uh yeah and uh, That's yeah, it. there you go. Yeah, we've had a lot of new people join the guild. We still have guilds on PC and Xbox and oh yeah, PlayStation and like. Uh, so if you if you are playing ESO, if you're getting back into it and want to make sure you have other people running around in the world with you, jump on our our Discord. There's a channel that you can apply and all of that stuff. And Rob will eventually let you into the guild <laughs> when he's done playing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> I'm not sure when that will be. But yeah. <laughs> we'll he's make, gonna tag we'll one of us out. and somebody will get you in. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. All right. Well, thanks, Rob. Brooke, thanks for joining us. You have anything you want to share? Uh, thank you for having me. And I don't really have anything. I'm just kind of existing. <laughs> oh, that's totally cool. That's that's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks for being here and uh, sharing in the conversation. Uh, Spartan, I know you've got stuff going on. You, you're now a few episodes into your new podcast. Yeah, yeah, I am one of the uh, one of the hosts on the Elden Archives, which is the uh, the FromSoft. Well, really, right now Elden Ring specifically, but FromSoft Lorecast on the uh, part of the Rocket Club right now. We are uh, six 
six episodes in yeah yeah and it's every every saturday um so that's been a lot of fun people can check that out on all major you know spotify you know all the usual suspects there other than that um because i've been doing that which is like i said that's been a lot of fun getting that going every week um i've really just i've been playing Baldur's gate 3 with rob a little bit um playing lies of p which has been fun i think people should check that out I don't mind, you know, I don't mind throwing that out there because that game's been a lot of fun. And uh, I dove back into Diablo season three because I had given up on that for a little bit. But um, for anybody who hasn't checked that out, they give you like a little uh, like automaton construct this season. It's pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, go check out Rob's stuff. There's links on the Discord. There's links on the robotsradio.net webpage. Or you can just search it. Uh, all that stuff. Um, and then Falcon. Falcon, you're going to wrap it up for us. Yeah, I don't I don't do much. Everything I'm Falcon with the Box on. Uh, this past month, my time's been split between Baldur's Gate 3 and Elder Scrolls Arena. That's about all I've been doing. Wow, Elder Scrolls Arena, huh? Yeah. How's, that, how's that been? A very obtuse. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It's, it's fun. I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it, but it doesn't help you with anything at all. <laughs> right. Obtuse is the perfect way of explaining the old yes. Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, no, it feels like an RPG from 1994, because that's what they all felt like on PC in 1994. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Thank you for joining us again. And uh, Lotus, yeah, man. Uh, Lotus, you got anything going on? Um, yeah, we had a um, comically long episode of Tales. As uh, kind of to your point, the amount of people returning to Elder Scrolls Online uh, after the reveal of Gold Road has been kind of weird. I've been joking that it feels like it's 2019 again when Elsewhere dropped because... Um, People that I have not seen since then are now not only just in-game again, but they're like streaming and like all in on this all over again. Mm -hmm. And uh, we actually got to have, because they're back on the game as well, we got to have uh, Hyper Pixie, Bronze Solo, Promethean. So we actually had like a full cast that we haven't had in years because people had kind of stepped away to play other things and just, you know, life and stuff like that. So it's been interesting to see the amount of hype that this drew. Um I mean, I thought it looked good, but I, I was a little taken aback by how many people have seemed to come back specifically for this. And it's not all the same reason. Some people, it's like, oh, the new scribing thing, which is like spellcrafting or the zone or it's 10 years or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's been that's been a lot of fun to see people jumping back in and enjoying all the stuff they missed. Yeah. All the old timers. Yep. All the old timers. Well, it's good to have them all back. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. People should check out Tales of Tamriel. If they have four hours, yeah, Holy that is say, a long episode. People said that was uh, it was not our longest episode in the history of the show. Uh, to date, we did have an episode that literally was over four hours, but that was when I made my elsewhere prediction. Um, that was a very long time ago, but um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it is a very lengthy roundtable show at points. The, we try to not go quite that extreme, but uh, it's great if you have a long commute. I've been told. 
Yeah, I bet. Or multiple commutes and you just or keep on picking up where you, you left listen off. to it over the course of a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's awesome. Uh, well, thanks for joining me, everybody. You guys know where all my stuff is. RobotsRadio.net. I do this show. I do the Fallout Lorecast, the Starfield Lorecast, the Lord of the Rings Lorecast and the Mass Effect Lorecast currently. But there's lots of other shows on the network from lots of different hosts. And uh, go check that out if you're looking for more content. Thank you for being here, everyone. Chat, thank you for popping in. It's good to see some of you guys I haven't seen in a while. Thank you for being here. And uh, we'll be back next week with another regular episode. So until then, stay safe out there. And if you happen to come across another Daedric Prince just popping into reality or something, please let us know. Because first of all, that's very dangerous. But secondly, really cool from a lore standpoint. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms come join us we'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after either way just come hang out with us and if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the robots radio network go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network including the robots radio rocket club where i help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows build their audiences and create the best podcast they possibly can all of that at robotsradio.net we'll see you next time